Hello and welcome to Facts Only, the podcast where we speak only facts. What's going on guys, it's Adam Wave. I'm going to be talking about a journey that I recently went on and that is the journey of no alcohol for a full year. Now if you're thinking of quitting alcohol or you just simply want to cut down, this video is going to explain my experiences throughout that entire year and I'm going to give some advice that's probably going to help your process to quitting alcohol. So I hope you enjoy this and let's get straight into it. I've seen a lot of podcasts and TikToks and a few other males that have been talking about their issue with different substances and uh, addictions. And it's kind of made me realize that I, I feel like people are ready to talk about these sort of topics and conversations openly and honestly and everyone's kind of um, receiving it well. Before it was kind of hard to talk about mental health and addiction and topics along the lines. It would kind of be stigmatized. And and also the, the toxic masculinity viewpoint of it is to kind of, you know, man up and you don't cry, you don't have these struggles. So it's good that there are people talking about these topics. And I thought as I've personally um, had my battles with addiction, with alcohol, and I completely um, gave it up for over a year and three months. I'm currently doing dry January. I, I actually decided to um, drink again casually after a year, um, a year and a half off. And I'm going to tell some people how they can implement the different changes and boundaries so you don't end up having the lifestyle you had before, but you're also not fixated on this identity of sobriety because when you identify when you identify as a sober person and it's your truth and you speak it and every day that you're kind of reaffirming that you are this sober person it does become your identity but I want I, I wanted to be free of I was a an alcoholic I, I wasn't an alcoholic I feel like that word is very demonized and Obviously, there are people with their struggles, but I feel like for people that don't have the full struggle of being a full functioning alcoholic, it might scare people to even admit they have a little problem at the start. And it doesn't have to be severe. So I feel like there are different ways of labeling, not even labeling yourself, but just accepting yourself as not one of these labels and putting yourselves in boxes. Um, because it's very beneficial to feel yourself and free, not someone who's after loads of horrible events is this person now and you have to be like, this is my identity because of this or these substances. I think the approach that I'm trying to give off and we'll talk about is more not letting alcohol become even a, 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 a main thing in your life. The words, when you speak about it, who you talk about it, how you talk about it, it's the same thing with money. It's the same thing with most things. If you t the, it's the way you talk about it and how passionate you are about that thing is the common um, part of the addiction, which is the obsession. Because if you're obsessed with thing, this specific thing, then you're obviously going to want to do anything to get it, anything to have it, anything to be on it, and anything to just kind of talk about it, surround yourself with people that like it. You're going to make podcasts about it, TikToks about it. Even when you're sober, you'll make loads of content about it, and it becomes a whole, it just consumes you. <clears throat> and, and one of the things that I've noticed is if you 
put all of that obsession and conversation into something else, you'll realize you'll get that same feeling, same obsession, and it, it, it will be just as beneficial for your mind to kind of not have to let go of something, but you're merely swapping it for something more positive. This is an example of people who say have been addicted to say just drinking uh, on nights out and and you know overindulging and then they go to the gym they become obsessed with the gym you know they talk about the gym they go and hang out with people that love the gym it's non-stop gymming and that's a good thing because it's an obsession I mean whatever they're trying to replace is obviously causing this obsession or or, or fueling I would say fueling not replacing it's kind of fueling because everyone needs some sort of external event or some some sort of external thing that's happening to fuel your internal motivation um to get something that you desire and i've been reading um, a book recently one of them is everything is fucked one of the most deeply profound realizations i've ever had in my adult years is that most people aren't actually internally adults in their in their maturity levels now some people don't grow up past a certain age point and this could be because of traumatic events it could have been anything significant that happened there so they will stay that age no matter if they're 60 they could act like they're 25 do you know what i mean and you see it all the time but it was really hard to kind of explain this kind of process and say that you have an addiction it kind of shows this in the chart in the graph here so when you're a child, you simply, you know, a child mindset is simply just you want pleasure. OK, so you're going out and looking for anything that gives you pleasure in your environment. And and that's pretty much it. And then when you go into your adolescence, it's the the principles become a little bit more of a matter. You know, you've got responsibilities. You've got to do more things that require a little bit more discipline. You can't just be going around aimlessly looking for pleasure because discipline and and all of that has to kind of come together to get growth and progress because you want to turn into an adult. You know, when you're 17, you want to become an adult. Um, but you still have pleasure. So you have your discipline. So, you know, say that you wanted to have a beer at the end of the day. <laughs> no shit. So say that you wanted to buy some new clothes, but you're going to actually do your work and work hard and then you'll reward yourself. So, you know, it kind of adds a discipline before the pleasure. Now, when you're an adult, it's simply principles. Now, I know this doesn't sound fun, and that's why most of us fluxate throughout all of these kind of mindsets throughout our lives. And it's, it's hard to be like, well, if adults just have principles, isn't that really boring? And now you can say, well, yes, it is if you, if you only have one mindset. And now this is one of the best things that's helped me, is that you can flux your mindset throughout the day and also throughout your life. And if you're always trying to be in the adult principles, very stern, get things done, and, and you're very fixated on the outcome, and, and being an adult is proving your principles, then of course you can, you can live that way and you'll get things done. But then if you remove the pleasure, then you will become a little bit depressed, anxious, um, and it won't be a fulfilling life because your soul needs some pleasure. So what you can do is, is flux through all of these different kind of mindsets, but not get stuck in one. And what happens when you get stuck in one is you'll sh oh, you'll see people having tantrums when they're older. 
you might know people that are adults and they might have the emotional intelligence of a child and it's like how um but that's not that's not to be scrutinized on you shouldn't really put someone down by it but also from the raised awareness of knowing this sort of stuff then you can kind of have more empathy towards people but um you can flux you can see that they can get they're just stuck in this bit where it's just you know constant pleasure they're just going for they're drinking all night and they're having sex with loads of people and it's overindulging and it, it seems like a great way to live when you're when you're young and you're like well i can just do this and i can just have this and as much as i want of this but over time you start to need principles and it it, it, it otherwise your life becomes kind of intoler uh, intolerable because even if you stay as just an adult and with just principles then no one really likes you and even if you stay as a child no one really likes you so if you stay in your adolescence principles and pleasure then you're still not really an adult do you know what i mean so you have to kind of depending on situations in the day you have to go through this kind of chart and i feel like that's a good way of showing it. it's very simple if you're struggling with choices this is a good way to so say that you were like i really want to buy a new pair of shoes right now because i you know i got paid right now i need to do it and then you're like well that's just the pleasure angle of things i actually need some need to pay the bills i actually need to do some things that require some maturity although boring but then it comes to the fact that you can add the principles pay the bills first and if you have some leftover money then you get the pleasure reward which is which is fundamentally all like all right and if you end up having the principles realizing the bills are too high and the cost of living crisis is there then i mean you're just going to have to go to the adult principles and be like well when the situation changes then i can go back to buying the shoes but the principles come first now and it's that there really really changed my life and i'm actually not going to read some lines from it i'm just going to show you that graph because i feel like that graph really uh, represents what i was trying to say and if you do want this book it's called everything is fucked a book about hope and it basically talks about how everything in life is at its best it's ever been in the in terms of history if you look at it in a historical point of view we have the best medicine the best education everyone's well majority uh the majority of people are educated and it's and it's if you look at it from a perspective of progress then you'll see wow okay we are getting somewhere but what happens when people have safety and and reassurance and so many options it kind of uh we battle against ourselves because it's not as 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 fun as it it should be now this book basically talks about how everything is fucked in the world and it's embracing the fuckness and not letting it get you overwhelmed now it's a really good book so i, I highly recommend that and um back onto the topic of quitting alcohol, i had no i had i had noticed that i had noticed that alcohol leads to the inevitable that going out with your friends at the pub, having loads of pints, and then going to the after parties and just staying up to ridiculous hours. And then you're literally like, what the hell is going on? Do you know what I mean? You just don't really feel good about yourself. You, there's nothing really happening in that situation. And you wake up and you just feel awful. And it's and it's fun until it's not. And I always say it is, it is what it is until it isn't. Because And it also, it's fun until it's not. Do you know what I mean? Just these these simple lines. I feel like we're always looking for these deep, meaningful answers to give us solutions to our problems and habits.
But it really is as simple as making different choices and talking yourself out of the bullshit excuses that your mind makes up. Because part of part of the the true way I kind of stopped every stopped even thinking that I, I I had a problem with anything was stopping thinking I had a problem with anything. I think that's the the, the harsh truth is. Once we start being mean to ourselves about these certain things, it's like, oh, I drink too much, or I eat too much, or I spend too much money, or I, I do this and do that and do this and do that. That's just a, a form of self-hate on yourself, and it doesn't really encourage you to love yourself. And, and, and I know people could be like, well, loving yourself is so arrogant, and, and why would you love yourself when you had to care for thy neighbour? But that's just another conversation. It's not saying you lack empathy and you lack the the ability to to multitask and help other people whilst you're helping yourself it's just that you can't help other people if your cup isn't full so there's no point even trying to help people if your cup is at at, at a low so if you're feeling low right now i i do suggest that you don't overindulge with people pleasing because people pleasing is also a root of unhappiness because you know that you shouldn't be overextending yourself with people overextending yourself with advice overextending yourself with different things and we all know what we should be doing. So it's not a case of we need more things, need more help, need more books, need more podcasts, need more of this. It's just we need more accountability and and reassurance to ourselves that we can get through this. Because when we were children, we were fine going over hurdles. You scrape your knee and then you know like how to kind of overcome that situation again. Don't run too fast. Don't do that too quickly. Do you know what I mean? But now when you're an adult, you get punished for for messing up and, and 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 for trying and for failing but, but but fundamentally if the world's already you know fucked like the book says and and also and most people already hate themselves so of course that's going to add more negative fuel to yourself if you're listening but if if you're the, if your voice is if your inner voice is listening and talking about all of this negative stuff on top of the external stuff of course the pressure is going to get too much and you're going to want to go and drink and you're going to want to do different substances to kind of like get out of this mindset and i think another key part is to let go of of that old life that you feel like you are identifying with because when you're you know you're you're drinking and you have fun and you you're drinking then you have a cigarette with that mate in the smoking area and it's cool because you made a new friend and you feel like you're connected through this cigarette and then you have a drink with that person and then they buy you a shot and you feel like you're connected through this uh, shot and then you do you go to the your cubicle and then you're connected by the shot do you know what i mean and then it's like honestly guys it's 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 all about connection and we all use these vices to form these connections if you actually look at these different um, habits and addictions that people have they somewhat kind of connect them to someone or them fe- their feelings do you know what I mean it's always a connecting process so it's always about connection so if someone has a lack of being felt or like heard or 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 seen then these drugs are very good and that's why they're in place and I guess from a marketing perspective because I do marketing myself I can see how these um I grew from from being addicted and also learning marketing at the same time. So I, it was more interesting for me because it was like I knew the ins and outs of how these things work now and it wasn't as appealing. So it's kind of like Wizard of Oz when you see that the scary voice is just a, like a, a tiny man behind the curtain. That's pretty much the reality of most of these corporations. So it's not as scary as you think. So, and also 
once you realize it's not these these substances that are the actual issue i, I know i know you can get addicted but i feel like if you look at the if you look at the substances as tools and wonder why you use them you'll realize that there's something that you can work on and it's actually quite fun working on those things naturally because then you'll actually see the re, uh, the results and progress gradually now obviously if you if you want to get muscles you could either take steroids or you could either do the progress of getting the muscles naturally eating the food right sleeping right do you know what i mean take your input is right so if you look at yourself as that sort of progress you could either take the short route or the faster route and obviously these sort of things take time learning how to stop addiction is is a process that takes time it's not overnight and obviously the addictions can happen in that night you can you can get that thing in the night but you can't get progress in the night so it's like part of it is delaying gratification and not thinking that you're missing out because when i also quit alcohol for the year it was it was i i i completely lost the feeling of missing out um on anything because before i was like oh i got fomo what happens if i go i don't go and i miss out what happens if I can't add to the vibes of the party because I'm the I'm the drinker. Do you know what I mean? And it's very self-indulged, and it's like parties can continue without you there. Do you know what I mean? The social events can continue without you there. You know, like you don't have to go out and search for people all the time. If you're single, you don't always have to go out and try and like pull people. And you start to realize, just like when you were a kid, you kind of then focus your attention on things that you used to like. So I like painting now. I mean, I've always liked painting and people wouldn't even have known that. I've done it since I was a kid. But because when you grow up, you, you kind of put all of that aside and these substances come in, you know, let's have a beer instead of painting. Do you know what I mean? I'm hungover. I'm not going to paint now. Do you know why would I do that? I'm just I'm going out tonight. But now it's like my values and priorities have changed. I definitely enjoy painting more than being hungover. So I will not go like to the club or the pub and drink too much. And I will actually, because I want to be able to paint the next day. And that makes me more satisfied than being hungover. And <clears throat> that's not to say that you shouldn't have fun and try and enjoy your life. You should 100% try and have fun and enjoy your life. But I feel like, again, the statement, everything's fun till it's not. And just keep that in mind because it, it, it's so f I think the thing about drinking and socializing and and indulging in the moment it feels so great you never want it to end it's like the greatest feeling in the world you know what I mean you're with your mates you're like wow yeah let's get more drinks this is it this is what life's about I can finally relax after work and it's finally you know the time that I can finally be myself and that's the issue is that we have such limited time to be ourselves in society I mean every bit of that is squashed and limited to when to when you get home or you're with your friends or family and and I feel like that's part of why we feel, you know, so pressurized and squashed and diverted to these pubs and clubs and shops and everything else to distract us from the fact that we're not being ourselves. If we were all ourselves, we wouldn't need anything else. That's the thing. Uh, and there's all these propagandists and, and companies trying to make us, you know, be, be someone else, more anxious that we're not someone else. Look on social media and you could be someone else, like someone else is somewhere else and you're just there like helpless. And it's, and it's a very bad comparison to have. It's a very bad system that's in place because these people are very smart and, and, and they put things in place to think that we're naive enough to just be sheep and, and go with the, the shepherd. But when you wake up and you realize that, you know what, 
being yourself is cooler than being someone else. You don't want to be a mannequin in a window. There's a reason for for why they're not moving. Do you know what I mean? There's a reason. And <laughs> that that right there has actually blown my mind. I'm going to have to think about it for an hour after. There's a reason the mannequin's not moving. But if you want to be the mannequin, then fair play. Do you know what I mean? Put on the newest garments and spend a grand on it. But it, it, it's, it's, it's just... You, if you're either a mannequin because you want to get looked at or you're just a human because you have different complexities you want to do different things you want to feel good yourself do you know what i mean not to impress other people but i feel like the, this is another point is that when you stop doing alcohol i mean stop drinking alcohol um you kind of it is vulnerable because you then become the days go on and, and the more the days go on, the more you have to kind of ease into your own mind and ease into the day because where you would have had a drink and that would have just kind of guided you. You see, when you have a pint and you just it just guides you to the second one and then your, light, your night's just, just random, do you know what I mean? So it, that was a quite fun bit of spontane- uh, spontaneity with, with drinking. But you can still get that today, do you know what I mean, without having to drink. But a couple of days go on and you try and find out what you like doing instead of that. So, you know, you might pick up running, you might go to the gym. But those two things are like quite like straining. You're going to the gym, you're lifting up muscles. It's like the the option of sobriety seems like really intense. It's like, all right, so we're going to the army next. We're going to go run a marathon. Do you know what I mean? We're going to climb Everest and then we're going to, you know, we're going to do swim the oceans and we're going to. It seems very panicky to me, and and I feel like that's not the approach that I went uh, went about, because I, I did the gym for the month, but then it's like I, then I was like, who am I really getting in shape for? Like, I'm, is it for me or is it for other people? Because I I could get really big muscles and be like this Greek looking god, or I could just just enjoy my my actual body, you know, work out a little bit when I when I feel like I need to. And then just feel good, do you know what I mean? And that was more healthy approach than get up at 6am, read four books, go to the gym and then, you know, eat clean, nothing but leaves and then just go and have smoothies, blend everything and then just namaste the rest of the afternoon and then just just stare at walls for the rest. Do you know what I mean? It's, like, it's so intense, some of these gurus and YouTube videos and podcasts. It's just like, nah, just like chill out, deep breathe, work on breath work and read some new books or something, or play video games, or go for walks, still meet up with your friends, do some things, play golf, do you know what I mean? I feel like it, uh, you, to to kind of heal from all these nights out and pubbing and, and clubbing and, you know, and drinking and boozing, and your body just needs to kind of relax and regulate. Imagine a computer that has been running all of all of the software that you have on there, you've got your, your gaming apps on there and then you've got about a billion tabs open, your Gmail folders are full and you literally are like overpowering it. It's heated up, it's sweating. Will it even like last another year? Who knows? Do you know what I mean? It could pop at any time and you don't know what to do. But then you realise instead of just kind of like manically trying to fix it, you, you let it rest and then you let it cool down and then you start again, you start closing all the distractions, get rid of all the apps you don't need, refresh it, recalibrate it. And then it starts to work smoothly and cleanly. That's exactly like our minds. And I always see um, myself and my brain and our brains as supercomputers. I mean, we're the only animals with this sort of supercomputer uh, super that can communicate and kind of articulate what our thoughts are saying. And it's nuts. 
So if you look at your brain as a computer and instead of trying to think of it as something you need to throw away or disregard as broken, you need to just realize maybe it just needs to slow down. Maybe it needs to cool down, cool off and, and re-regulate, you know, go, go through it to see what's going on in there and then kind of let go of some files. And then it, it's easier to kind of process and run the, the machine smoothly when it's been kind of you know decluttered. And after years and years of, of kind of being in autopilot and fight or flight, you can definitely feel cluttered up with a lot of things and resistance. So it's definitely good to check in with yourself. I also recommend journaling. I know it sounds mad if, you, if, you, if you're like, well, I don't journal. Oh, no, can't journal. But it is like that. Like you, you really, you've only got to do something once to do it twice. Do you know what I'm saying? And that's another one of the short quotes because it's, just journal once and see if you like it. And then if you don't like it, don't do it. If you do like it, do it. This is the good thing about being an adult is that you have the freedom of choice. And obviously you can then just choose to drink and indulge in loads of things. But you can also then choose to get your life together and be successful with whatever you define that as to be. And I think one of the most important things about kind of learning how to quit these different substances is reformatting your values so it's like say that you have a system in your in your computer that's outdated and you need to kind of update the software if the software is outdated the computer is not going to run as efficiently as it can and it should have a, a software update you know every few years now imagine your brain is running outdated software now you have to update that at one point if you haven't updated it and you're going to be so behind trying to run new new programs on an old mind is definitely a hard thing so now look at the the new programs as new values and new perspectives and new opinions and new thoughts obviously if you're running an old system and you're trying to play all these new things into there it's going to be like oh, i can't do it I, I, it's not compatible so what you've got to do is upgrade your mind so then you can have these new thoughts new opinions and they can run smoothly on your system so if you're a little bit behind it's like okay well i've read this book i've got all the books you know i've listened to the podcast why is it not working now that's because the actions haven't happened now this comes on to my next point is you're going to have so much resistance when you try and quit alcohol, when you try and quit anything or change your life or change into someone who you want to be, or you're just finally unmasking and being the person that you are. And when you get this resistance, family members and friends and, and people around you will notice these changes. But you've got to remember that it's the same with their brains, is that they might be running an outdated system of, of their belief on you, and it's not that they have an outdated system of the world. It's just on you because you've now upgraded your system. So you need to let, let them know that you've upgraded your system because it's hard to grasp these changes when you see them happen in front of you. And obviously, it's hard to even see the changes that happen that you do. But imagine it for friends and family that have known you for ages. They are going to see these changes and it's going to take them a while to adjust. So when you find the like, resistance, say that you have decided that you're not going to drink for a month or for a year and you go to the your friends are like all right you're coming out tonight you're coming to the pub this is where you need to implement the action to see the changes and the growth and also see the changes and the growth from the people around you so you don't feel alienated 
And so say that someone, you know, your group of friends are like, let's go to the pub. And you're like, oh, gosh, this is where it happens. You know, I have a, a pint and then it's another few pints. And then, you know, it ends up me in someone's kitchen and then I've missed work and my missus is angry at me and my friends are angry. Do you know what I mean? It's like you, you if you know that that's going to happen, then in your mind, you're visualizing that outcome. Step by step, you're using your past to visualize your future. Now, that's powerful. You've got to realize, well done, you are powerful, actually, because you're a master visualizer. By predicting that outcome, you made it happen. And even if you think that you can get something like a substance that night, you have manifested that throughout the night because you visualized that outcome. Now, the, the, the thing is, if you want to keep visualizing that outcome, then continue. But if you don't, then change the outcome. So imagine you're like, well, I'm actually going to not have a drink I'm going to still enjoy my time with my friends. I'm going to have loads of laughs and stuff. And then I might be out the pub early. I'm going to get that nice favorite takeaway that I enjoy. And then I'm going to get in a cab and then I'm going to get home and then I'm going to feel good. And then what you'll notice is that when you do that, you'll end up doing that situation because you manifest it, because you say it, because you speak it, and because you do the actions to get it. It doesn't matter what you label it. You can say anything. But it literally is the actions and your visualization that come to the outcome. And that can help you through battling, you know, these consequences of, of your own actions. So say that you were like, well, imagine my friends and stuff are like, why are you not drinking? Well, you're an alcoholic, blah, 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 or all these questions. Then play them out in your head before they happen and come up with an answer. Because anxiety is like, oh, I don't know if I can handle the future and those situations. But then play those situations in your head before you go and then come up with the answer. So then when, any, when anyone asks you those questions, then you can have an answer instead of being like, oh, I don't really know what to say here. It's a bit awkward and I don't really like this feeling, so maybe I should just have a drink. You should always prepare yourself because if you are going to go and do these big changes, you are going to go and make these life choices that will definitely ripple effect change the people around you. You've got to be prepared as of why. And when people ask you why, you've not got to get defensive or anything. You've just got to just kind of explain your reason. And you also maybe uh, trigger a lot of things in other people that they didn't even know. Maybe your story inspires a lot of people. And um, I feel like what, what what's helped me when explaining to other people is that I don't even explain it anymore. Like I don't even, right now I could go into big sob stories, but it's like there's so much freedom and a freeing feeling. You feel lighter when you don't re replay those stories and you don't always talk about them. You don't need to invoke a, an emotion in and trigger an emotion in yourself to connect with people i think you can connect with people through the understanding that things are hard but also they're not your identity so i'm not here like oh i'm an ex-drinker i'm an ex-da-da-da-da it's like you know right now i'm having a month off and i might have a month on do you know what i mean it's i'm in control and that's the that's that's the, the i feel like that's the final point of 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 tonight's uh video and podcast I feel like most people want to feel in control of their lives and when they have an addiction, they don't feel in control and that addiction takes over their, their every aspect of their lives and that's one of the main issues is, is being powerless to these things. So what you need to do is try and find different ways that you can sort of build up your self-esteem and your self-trust by doing small things, like give yourself small promises, like I'll make the bed in the morning, and then you do it, and you're like, wow, I actually did that, and then slowly go from there. I might, you know, paint, and then you paint, and then it's like, wow, okay, wow, I can do this, you know, I'm going to tell myself to do something, and then you do it. Then you feel like you have more control over your life, and you, you know, you have ultimately control over the results, because when you drink, you just end up in a, like, infinite 
possibilities, basically, you can't really control, uh, as well to a certain extent. So try and balance it. And if you do want to carry on drinking, then you, you have to make sure you have a balance with something, counteract, uh, counteract it. So even if you, if you like drinking and then you're going to spend your whole day hungover, then your whole day is and the whole next day is to do with alcohol. So you've got to change that. So if you're, you know, drinking too much, don't drink too much. <laughs> do you know what I mean? At the end, just don't drink too much. And then um, try and hit your limit and then just kind of drink water towards the end. So you're still drunk and you realise that you like the feeling. And then you slowly just like sober up and you're like, well, that's a good night. I feel good in the morning. You just got to balance it out. And it's always about balance, no matter what you want to do. So I hope you enjoyed this uh, this video and this podcast. It's uh, I, I'm going to go longer into it in another video if you have any questions, because this is a very, uh, you know, it's, it's a hard topic for some people and an informative topic for some other people. So I feel like, let me know in the comments below if you have any sort of questions to do with this and I will help you as much as I can. Also follow me on Instagram. My handle is Adam Waif and I will see you in my next video. Peace out.